Hi, I'm David Island, the Wildlife Man. Welcome to the Wildlife Man podcast. This is story number two, and it's titled Wild Boar Attack. And it's a fascinating story because it begins with a German Nazi, a sniper, in the bell tower of an old church in France, actually shooting Norwegian soldiers. And then the rifle that that sniper used ends up in my hands. And I end up hunting down a wild boar that almost killed an Aboriginal elder. This story is a fascinating tale. So listen guys, I promise to entertain you. Now many years ago in the Second World War, there was a German sniper, a Nazi, and he had a Morza 8mm sniper rifle with a tapered barrel. And he was in the bell tower of an old church, a village that had been bombed, but the bell tower was still standing and he was up the top. And from there he had a wonderful vantage, wonderful view of the countryside. And he was taking out Norwegian soldiers. Now I lost my father when I was 14. Many years later, my mother went to Norway, fell in love with a Norwegian, married him and brought him back to Australia. His name was Ulf. He was actually captured by the, the Germans in the Second World War and he escaped a prisoner of war camp and then rejoined the forces to fight again. And he was with a few of his mates, Norwegian friends, and two of them were shot dead by a German sniper in this bell tower. So what he did, he crawled up to that old church tower in the middle of the night, freezing cold, heavy snow, and he lay down against the wall with his rifle pointed straight up. At first light, that sniper leant out of the window to take a shot, and off shot him. Boom. Through him. He climbed up the old wooden stairs, and he looked at the rifle that that sniper had. It was a German Mauser. Eight millimeter, beautiful rifle with tapered barrel. In fact, this is that very, that very rifle. I changed it a lot, made it a lot lighter. Still looks exactly the same action, same barrel. Put a scope on it and a spotlight. But this is that gun, it's over a hundred years old. This is the rifle that that sniper was using. This rifle has killed men. Now years later, Ulf gave me this gun. It was about two weeks before a hunting trip. I was about to make a film called Wild Boar Attack for Discovery Channel and Channel 9. The concept was at a place called Gaduga, right out in the outback in New South Wales, was suffering a terrible drought. 
and wild boars, big pigs, were killing sheep. They're omnivorous, so they can eat meat and also take vegetation. So when there's no grass, no foliage, no shrubs, they will attack and kill sheep. And some of these boars are incredibly dangerous. So the concept of the film was I would go there with a film crew and we would work with one of the Aboriginal boys and their hunting dogs or pig dogs and we'd flush these boars out of the scrub and the pig, the dog would run in and grab it by the ear, hold it and I'd rush in and lift it by the back legs and of course you'd, you'd dispatch the boar with a knife. It's hard work and dangerous work. But there was a pig out there that was different. He was very big and incredibly dangerous. And he was quite happy to attack men as well as attack pig dogs. In fact, he was known to kill pig dogs with those big tusks. One morning, an old Aboriginal elder from Gaduga went down to one of the tanks. The tanks are actually water holes created by man. And he wanted to check to see if any of the sheep there had been killed by a wild boar. And he had two hunting dogs with him, two pig dogs, that were experienced at hunting down pigs and holding them. And this particular morning, when they got to that tank, that big old boar, he came out. And the pig dogs rushed in, as they always do, and that boar killed both of them. And the old Aboriginal guy started to run to get back to his truck. And the boar chased him. And it hit him from from behind, knocked his legs out from under him and started goring him with his tusks and ripped up the inside of his leg, put a tusk through his foot, through his hand. Even part of his neck got gored. This thing was just into him, ripping him up. And he was in terrible, terrible situation. He didn't have a knife on him and this boar is on him and it's going to kill him. Now luckily for that old fella, he had a little dog, little Jack Russell thing that was still left in the truck. And he had the window down a bit to let air in because it was a hot day. And that little dog heard the commotion and it managed to get out of the window. And it raced up and started biting that boar on the bum. And the boar couldn't catch it because the little dog's so fast. But the damage was done. The old Aboriginal had been ripped up real bad, even up into the groin and his backside. And he was bleeding very badly. But the old boar decided to walk away. That little dog had saved, saved the day for now. And he got back in his truck. He finally got into town and by then he was in a shocking state. Huge amount of blood loss. He spent months in hospital. Septicemia, poisoning, because of the filthy tusks on these boars, and came very close to dying. One dog come out, run out and looked up at me nephew, 
much as say I'm dying. Yeah. And he picked him up and had him in his arms. Yeah. And then the other one ran out and laid near the tree and it died. And then the other one come out all ripped up. So I, my brother said, well, Tiger, we'll have to get him now. He killed our dogs. So we went back to the car and I got the gun. Yeah. So I walked around the other side of the lignum bush. Trying to find him. Trying to find him and I spotted him laying in this bush. Yeah. So I put the gun up, but I was too close. The, the scope was all blurry. I couldn't see him properly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he just come rushing straight out. And you charged you. Yeah, charged me. Right. And uh, so I pulled the trigger. And I don't know if I hit him or not, but I bowled it for a tree. Yeah. And before I got to the tree, he hit me up the bum. And then I rolled over. I thought he hit me and kept going, but as I rolled over, I spotted him coming back again. Right. Then he hit me again up there, tore me trousers like if I had a skirt on, I had my shorts on. So he hit you twice in the legs, Yeah. And then I rolled over again, as I looked back again, he was coming at me again, he would have got me up in the throat here. I threw this up here and he got me in here, you see. So what, the tusk went in there? Yeah, the tusk went in, that was big, open up, wide, I had all that end in there trying to stop it from bleeding. Right. And the white froth was just coming out of his mouth, you know, all over the tusks. I was laying on my back. Yeah, where was he then? He was sort of hitting me and going back and coming again. And I was just laying there screaming. Every time he'd come, I'd shut my eyes and kick, and I kept kicking him under the brisket, yeah. keeping him off. And he got me in the foot a couple of times. I thought I was going to die because if he'd got me in the stomach or up the, in the groin somewhere, yeah. he would have killed me. Where was your brother? He was up the tree. So he was too scared to he come down? He was too scared to come down. I was screaming at him to come down and help me. Yeah. But he was too scared. If he'd have came down out of the tree and snorted, the pig would have chased him and would have given me time to get away. And he said, by the Jesus man, he said, you got a gash in you like this. Yeah. So I put my hand around there and my hand went straight in it. Right. And what about your arm? Yeah, well, it, it was just pumping blood out this. He nearly killed me. I was in there for five and a half weeks in the hospital. You still think this pig's alive? Yeah, I think he's still down there. So I went out there to try and hunt down that big old boar. And while I was there, we were going to cull as many of those pigs as we possibly could to take pressure off the sheep that were being killed. And when we got out there, we hooked up with some Aboriginal boys and their pig dog called Blue, beautiful dog. And off we went. And day after day, we would flush pigs out of the scrub and out of the lignum. And the dog would run in and grab them. And then I'd race up and grab them by the back leg and finish them off with a knife. And it was all being filmed. It was a huge amount of action and very exhausting and very dangerous. But on one, one particular day, we flushed out that big old boar that had nearly killed the old man the dog killer, and it ripped up Blue, ripped his mouth up and tossed him and chased me and my cameraman up a tree. He just was relentless, so dangerous, so big, a big spotty looking thing. His ears were all ripped up, so he'd fought many a dog, probably dingoes too, and his ears were torn and tattered, and he was tough and real mean. 
The big problem with a ball like that too at Gadurga was the kids, the little kids go down on the board drains and they, they go fishing for yabbies. And the local community was really concerned if that big old boar was there, he might kill some kids as well. That was a big concern. So we're up a tree and Blue didn't want to know about going in on that boar again. His mouth was bleeding and finally it trotted off. And we took Blue back to the truck and we had a good look at him, gave him some water. They stitched him up with fishing line. He looked like he was okay, but we weren't going to take him out again. And I thought this time I'll take the rifle and we'll try and stalk this big boar. And in the truck I had the Morza, 8mm. 170 grain bullets make a tremendous hole. And the rifle was fully scoped in, didn't have a light on it, so it was very accurate. I put a rubber stock on the end here, rubber pad, because the, the recoil of this thing was killing me. So I grabbed the rifle. But how are we going to find the pig anyway? because it's all very sandy and there were pig tracks everywhere and it had run off. So where was it? And it had been a terrible drought. The ground was so dry and you wouldn't believe what happened, but it, it started to rain. So we knew we could probably find that boar. So we headed off into the lignum in the direction that it had gone, and we walked for about half a kilometre, I guess. And then we picked up the prince, and we followed it. And we followed it for about two or three kilometres, and finally saw it in an open pan. Cameraman behind me, I loaded the rifle and took a shot. It was a fair distance away, maybe a hundred and something metres away, and it was moving. Hit him, hit him good. He went about 20 yards and pulled up and sort of faced me. So I put another one in and shot again, and down it went. And we walked up to that bore with my cameraman. And there it was, this huge spotty boar, fitting the description exactly what the old man had given us. The description of the boar that had killed his dogs and attacked him. It was the boar we wanted. And that became the climax of my film Wild Boar Attack. Now the funny thing about the film was that it had a lot of hunting of wild boar, and mostly with a knife, so it was full on. But it was highly educational, because we talked about diseases that pigs carry, and how they kill the sheep, and how they destroy the environment, and there was a lot of educational value in the film Wild Boar, Wild Boar Attack. And it was sold to Channel 9, and also Discovery Channel. And Discovery Channel had bought 10 films 
and it was the first of the ten, and Channel 9 were the same. But when Channel 9 watched the film, the program director, she rang me up, Lauren Sidler her name was, she rang me up and said, David, we'll pay you for the film because it's in the contract, but we can't show it. It's just way too violent. We've never had a film like that ever shown nationally on Channel 9. So we can't show it. And that really upset me because it was highly educational. It was a chance for me to really tell the truth about the damage that feral animals like pigs cause in the Australian wilderness. And I wanted that story to be told, but they wouldn't show it. Anyway, it was about two weeks before Christmas. And I told my wife about it and she was unhappy they wouldn't show the film. And there wasn't much I could do. I wrote letters to Channel 9. I said, you should show it. It's highly educational. But no, they wouldn't. And then Christmas Day came, Christmas morning. And this is funny because they have the Christmas pageant for children at 9 o'clock in the morning. And then at 10 o'clock, there was meant to be a sporting event. I think it was cricket or something. But for some reason, the cricket event was cancelled. So the Christmas program producer, like a part-time person, said to one of the interns, oh, look, uh, go and put one of the Wildlife Man films on. And he went down to the storeroom and picked out Wild Boar Attack. So Christmas morning, you had the Christmas pageant for children, and then on came Wild Boar Attack, Australia-wide. And we had little kids and grandkids or whatever, and, and uh, we had the Christmas pageant on TV, and then it, on it came, Wild Boar Attack, David Island, Wild Boar Attack. My wife looked at me and said, that's the end of your career. <laughs> that's it, you're finished. Well, it rated through the roof. We only had one... One complaint, it became a huge success for Channel 9. And I was very pleased about that. So there we are. It all started with a, a sniper in a bell tower in France, shooting my stepfather's friends off with this rifle over a hundred years old now. And then I end up owning the gun and taking out a wild boar that was responsible for nearly killing an Aboriginal man, a very dangerous, dangerous boar. So I hope you enjoyed the story. Now guys, if you like the wild boar attack story and hopefully the blood drain story as well, the first one, then please subscribe share and like, then you'll get notification and you will not miss any of my future stories. Because next week, I promise you, I have got an absolute blinder story for you. A really, really good story. Now, with the wild boar attack film, that's part of the hunting pack, which is available streaming on demand. 
and you can own them and have them and watch them forever. So that might be a consideration for you.